Hi, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Uh, it's again a podcast where we study the scriptures together, where we learn and where we grow. Again, it's a Monday, and this is our Mentally Strong Monday segment. And so, again, we want to talk about how can we strengthen our minds? What else can we do to make sure that our minds are strengthened, not only for the week physically, um, but also for the week with the challenges that we may have to face during the week? And so today what we want to talk about is the challenge itself is the reward. The challenge itself is the reward. You know, when you think about life, life in general is tough. You know, uh, I've heard it said that life is very persistent. Life is tough and life will spit you back out if you give it the chance to. But, you know, as Christians and as human beings, when we work so hard and we get so little, we want to quit. You know, when we when our effort is here, when our effort is so high, when our uh, works are so high for what we're trying to do, but we can't see the result, but the result is here. We want to quit. But I want to talk about today. The challenge itself is the reward. You know, you think about sports. You know, I happened to play basketball back when I was in in high school and middle school and, and growing up. I've been a part of championship teams, and it's one of the greatest feelings to win a championship. Uh, when you get either a medal or a trophy or a ring, it's it's a great feeling. But the thing about it is I remember looking back, the rings, the trophies, the medals, they were great, but that wasn't what satisfied me the most. What satisfied me the most was knowing that I got through all the trials and the ups and downs and the adversity and the injuries that the season brought along. And when you look back and then you know that you won, you want to do it again because you're so satisfied with what you did. So the trophy is great. The ring is great. The medals are great. But the tough times is a reward. You know, when when we won, I didn't think about Oh, this ring is great. This trophy is great. I thought about every single bad time. I thought about every single injury. I thought about every single bad game. I thought about every single loss. But to know that everything paid off because you didn't quit. You know, I heard an analogy. You know, you can't quit halftime. You know, you you can't quit third quarter. You can't quit fourth quarter. You're going to go through adversity in a game. No game has ever been perfect. You have to play the whole game. And in life, we have to do the same thing. You know, in sports and in business and in any other aspect of life, sometimes we're relentless there. But spiritually, first time we face adversity, I want to quit. First time something doesn't go our way, I want to quit. You know, and I understand that because I've been there myself. But you have to be mentally strong and you have to remember that the challenge is the reward. You know, I heard one speaker say this, in order to have more than most, you have to do more than most. In order to have more than most, you have to believe more than most. In order to have more than most, you're going to have to sacrifice more than most people are willing to sacrifice if you want more than most. You see, I think a lot of times in life, especially in our Christian walks, we seem so satisfied with where we are. You know, oh, well, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. You know, I I feel like I've reached my my Christian peak. We can't be satisfied. And you think about Paul. Paul was never satisfied. 
you know, Paul didn't say, hey, well, you know, I was stoned here. I was almost killed here. You know, I think I think I've had enough. You know, I think I've done my share for the Lord. You know, I hope the Lord is proud of me for what I've done for him, for what I've gone through for him. So I guess he's satisfied. And I guess I'll be satisfied, too, because I've, I've been through a lot personally for God. You see, that's what we do. So we we equate doing a lot for the Lord for what has happened personally to us. We got to take ourselves out of it. So like Paul, Paul was always thinking about the long term. I had a, a teacher once tell me this. I asked him a question one day and he said, you know, you can't look at the here and now. You can't look at everything happening right now in the moment. You have to develop the skill when life is hard. You have to develop the skill to look forward and to look in the future, not in the here and now. So long term, you have to know that all your hard work, you'll be rewarded. Long term, you have to know that consistency pays off, even if you don't see the reward. Even when you see others not giving the same consistency as you are, you have to keep going. Long term, it all pays off. So don't ever quit. You know, I also heard, you know, you got to in those moments when life is tough, in those moments when life is hard, you got to keep learning. You got to keep adapting. You got to keep growing. You have to keep going. So you can't stay stagnant. You so stagnation hurts so many people. I'll tell you this one time, you know, I had to have um, ACL surgery my sophomore year in high school and I was ready to come back and play my junior year. But my mind was so messed up that I didn't want to feel that pain again. And so I was stagnant. And so instead of working out, instead of trying to get better, I ate more. I ate more. I became lazy. I started to gain weight. Then I, I lost the uh, the drive to play and I didn't play again because I came. I was so stagnant about what happened. I didn't overcome that adversity. Now, looking back, that has helped me. But I've learned such a lesson from that. When life gets you down, when certain circumstances get you down, when certain things seem impossible, when you can't, you feel as if you can't overcome it, that's the moment where you need to keep going. Because if you don't, you'll become stagnant. And the worst thing in life and the worst thing in the church is a stagnant Christian, is a very stagnant Christian. You see, because setbacks for that person, they always hold them back. They always think about the past. They always think about what went wrong. But setbacks for a faithful Christian, they aren't always bad because sometimes they lead us in a better direction. So the challenge is the reward. But let me give you this warning. While you're going through your challenge, it's going to be tough because you may not see results for a long time. Think about Joseph. Joseph never did anything wrong and nothing that happened to Joseph. Personally, he did not deserve those things. Personally, Joseph never did anything to his brothers, never did anything to his father, never did anything to Pharaoh's wife, never did any, or Potiphar's wife, never did anything to Potiphar, never did anything to the butler and the baker. All Joseph did through his entire life was help people. But all this wrong always came to Joseph. Now, if you and I were Joseph, how many of us would always quit? Well, I'm tired of doing good because nothing happens. Why, why, why should I keep doing good 
when nothing good happens back. So I guess I'll, I guess I'll stop. You see, we can't, we can't have that attitude to where we only do things so we can get something back. You can't do that because you'll be disappointed in life. I'll tell you that, you know, you work so hard and you give of things and you give of things. Sometimes you won't get that back. Sometimes you'll never get it back, but you can't let that stop you. You got to keep moving forward. So let's look at this example. Take your Bibles. And we always want to put on our, even on our mentally strong Mondays, we want to put a spiritual emphasis on things too. So let's go to James, uh, James chapter five, James chapter five here. Um, James is talking about patience here. And he, he specifically brings up the example of a husbandman or basically a farmer. But here in verse seven, look at what he says here. Be ye patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he receive the early and latter part of the rain. So, verse 30, verse 8, be also patient and establish your hearts. Which heart? This one? No, this one. Establish your hearts and be patient for the coming of the Lord. And grudge not one, one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth at the door. Patience, 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 patience. You see, sometimes I think about Joseph. I think, how could he do it? How could he How could he keep going? Joseph had this. He had patience. You think about the husbandman. You think about a farmer. When he has that seed and he cultivates the ground and he puts the seed in the ground, after he does that, what else can he really do? For months, for months, maybe for years, what else can he really do? Can he go and cultivate, literally cultivate the seed and make it grow when he wants it to grow? Can he make it grow the color he wants it? He can't do that. All he can do is plant the seed and he has to wait until the right season. So for you and I, in our life, sometimes we just got to bury some things and wait for our season to come. But here's the thing about waiting for your season. You really have to trust God if you're going to go that route. Because this is what happens when things don't happen in our time, in a week, in a month, in a year. When things don't happen the way that we want it to happen, then we're like Abraham and Abram and Sarai and we try to rush the process. Well, I guess I can't get this, so I guess I'll go find it out on my own. I guess I'll go do this on my own. You can't do that. And I know it's it's tough to wait because you have no idea or you don't even know if that thing is going to happen to you. But you have to trust God that he knows what's best. Just like the husbandman with that seed, he knows and he'll wait and he'll wait and he'll wait. And then it grows and then he gets the fruit for you and I. We have to wait and we have to wait and we have to wait. And during that waiting time, that's time for us as individuals to grow our character. Time as individuals to grow our integrity. Time as individuals to grow ourselves as individuals. Time as individuals to grow our personal relationship with God. I know it, especially as a young person, especially if you're a young person listening, that's really something you don't want to hear. You know, I know that as young people and even as college ages myself, you know, you want to you always feel like you have to find a way. You always feel like you have to 
you have to do something in order for something to happen. But you have to ask yourself this question. Do I trust me and my own wisdom or do I trust God's? And that's a tough battle that you're going to have to face within yourself sometimes. But again, like we said, long term, you can't think about the here and now. You can't think about what you don't have here and now. Can't think about, you know, all the things that are going wrong in the here and now. You got to think long term. You got to think long term. If I stay consistent with what I'm doing, consistency always pays off. I got to think long term. I know. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know I'll be rewarded. I know I will. Long term, I know everything will pay off. So my job right now, between now and the future, is to trust God, don't quit, and to keep learning and to keep adapting. I got to keep doing it. I got to keep going because I have no other option. I can either do that or I can let whatever challenge I have in my life and whatever challenge you have in your life, I can let that set me back and I can let that stagnate me. Can't do it. You got to keep going. So when we get to heaven, the challenge, you know, that's the great thing about winning, you know, especially on this earth. When you win a championship, when you win, you think about every single bad time. You think about every single person that doubted you. You think about every single person that doubted the team. You think about every hater. You think about every single person that you wanted to prove wrong. Now, that's in the sports term. That's that's just in the sports realm. All that that I just said, that's just sports. We're not talking about Christianity. But in Christianity, you think about personally all the adversity that you went through. You think about personally all the tough times that you had. But you knew that you didn't quit. That's the reward. The reward is that I didn't quit. The reward is I didn't give up no matter what. The reward is all the odds in the world were against me, but I never gave up. That's the reward. And just like heaven, when we get to heaven, you know, there's a song that we like to sing um, called Farther Along. And in this song, Farther Along, I'm looking at the song, but right now, verse three of Farther Along, my favorite verse says this, faithful till death, said our loving master, a few more days to labor and wait. Watch this one. Toils of the road, toils of life, adversities of life, pain of life, disappointments of life will then seem as nothing as we sweep through that beautiful gate. You know, when you win and when you conquer something, everything that you faced in the past seem as nothing because you did it. And I want to have that satisfaction here on this earth. But I also want to have that satisfaction in heaven. So on today's Mentally Strong Monday, the challenge that you're facing, that is going to be your reward. And so just like Joseph, just like Christ, just like Job, just like Abram, just like all those men of faith in Hebrews 11, don't quit. Don't quit. The challenge is the reward. Thank you all so much.